I'm sure we are all concerned by the escalating conflict currently taking place between Israel and Palestine, as well as the loss of lives, including children. War is a tragedy and causes so much pain and trauma. May we continue to pray for peace to prevail. Kevin Connor had a particular interest in Israel and God's plans and purposes for this people group, both historically and in our time. This is a sensitive topic, and he always sought to handle it with both grace and truth. A copy of the handout notes for this teaching series can be downloaded for free as a PDF or Word document at www.kevinconnor.org forward slash Israel. Also, the material from this teaching is covered extensively in three particular books by Kevin Connor, What About Israel, Restoration Theology, and New Covenant Realities. Visit his website for further details. Although given well over a decade ago, we hope that this timely teaching will assist you in navigating these current times with both faith and wisdom. So uh, uh, when Michael stands up, it's significant that something happens there. Say, uh, I'll read off my notes here. This standing up is always significant in the Bible. In law courts, governments and royal circles today, when men of authority or kings of political, of, of political power uh, there's, a, there's a standing up uh, before being seated. Uh, when the judge in the court of law stands up, there's a change, sentence to be declared. And so uh, I believe that when Michael stands up, something significant happens. So it's the same, uh, I, I've used Jesus, that when he comes the second time, as long as he's uh, seated on the mercy seat, mercy is available for mankind. But once he stands up, that's it. It's a time of judgment, everything like that. So, uh, you know, when people say, oh, I'll get saved whenever I want to. No, you don't. You just uh, don't do it that way. All right. So I hope that answers that uh, enough there. Michael's standing up. Okay, let's no- uh, go to number three. Uh, we may not get to our second session. Uh, the time of trouble. At that time, there shall be a time of trouble. And there's different uh, uh, periods referred to here. Oh, I see it's all referring to the period of the Great Tribulation, but time of Jacob's trouble, Jeremiah chapter 30, time of Great Tribulation. Uh, in Matthew chapter 20, 24, verse 9 to 31, or verse 21 to, uh, Mark puts it this way, time of great affliction. And then uh, Revelation chapter 3 uh, verse 10 says, uh, Hour of Temptation. And uh, I got this out of a little booklet uh, called When the Leaves Fall and uh, just troubles in the earth. And this, this uh, brother lists so much. Scoffers and miking, uh, mockers, increasing earthquakes, volcanoes, cyclones and typhoons, extreme heat, chaotic weather, uh, weather famines, plagues, pestilence, corruption, violence and crime, terrorism, uh, asteroids and... Uh, meteors, signs in the sun, moon, stars, space travel, pollution, uh, profanity, sexual revolution, gay pheno- phenomena, uh, the drug crisis, brutality in, in humanity, massive slavery, anti-Christian attacks, persecution, uh, genet- genetic, genetic engineering, distress of nations, wars and threats of wars. Uh, it just goes on and on about 48 things, the shaking world economy. How many think we are living in a time of trouble? Yes. I don't think I need to insult your intelligence on that. Troubles in the earth. And uh, let me read you some 
scriptures here that I've given you. Um, let's see. Too much material here. Uh, just thinking of some of the scriptures I've given you. People will be troubled at midnight. In a time of trouble, he shall hide me in his pavilion. In the secret of his tabernacle shall he hide me. He shall set me upon a rock. Uh, that day is a day of wrath, a day of trouble and distress. Uh, uh, Jesus said, you'll hear of rumors of war, be not troubled. So many, many scriptures uh, speak of troublous times that you and I are living in. All right, uh, number four, time of deliverance. This is important. So at that time, there will be a time of trouble when, when Michael stands up. So link it all up to the time of the end and then the time, of, uh, the time when Michael stands up, a time of trouble. And then number four, the time of deliverance. Uh, everyone, let me, let me just uh, quote that again. So Daniel chapter 12, let me just read that verse. I like the last part. It says, um, uh, there will be time of trouble such as never was since there was a nation even at that time. And at that time, your people shall be delivered. Referring to Daniel, who's a believer. Everyone who's found written in the book. How many have their name written in the book of life? So, all right. Now, notice here. Uh, on your notes here, that there's the deliverance from and there is deliverance through, according to God's will and purpose. How, how many would like to be delivered from? <laughs> Sometimes God takes us through, not from. Revelation chapter 3, look at a couple of scriptures on here. Um, to him that overcomes, uh, I will trying to remember the scripture exactly. Um, I'd, be, I'd better go to it. Yeah, Revelation chapter 3 and verse 10. Better read it properly. Uh, three verse 10, yes. Uh, to the church at Philadelphia, because you have kept the word of my patience, I will also keep you from the hour of temptation or trial which shall come upon all the world to try them uh, that dwell upon the earth. So sometimes he keeps us from, then uh, the Lord's Prayer or traditional Lord's Prayer, uh, deliver us from evil. And then uh, number three, uh, John 17, verse 15, uh, Jesus prayed, I don't want you to take them out of the world. Father is praying to his Father, but keep them from the evil that's in this world. I used to pray that over our kids year in and year out till they got married <laughs> at 24. Uh, Jude uh, 24, he is able to keep you from falling. So just read through those scriptures. So sometimes God keeps us from, but other times he takes us through. And so we have these scriptures where he brought them through the flood, through the waters. Go, go to uh, one major one here, Isaiah chapter 43. Isaiah 43. 
And uh, you'll notice the use of the word through in this case, Isaiah 43 and verse 2. Yes, it says, uh, I'll read verse 1 to lead into it. But now thus saith the Lord that created thee, O Jacob, and he that formed you, O Israel, fear not, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by name, you are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And through the rivers, they shall not overflow you. And when you walk through the fire, you shall not be burned, nor shall the flame scorch you. So notice there, through, through, through. Uh, Because I'm talking to a very intelligent bunch of people. Who pass through the waters? When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. Red Sea and next one. And through the rivers, River Jordan, yes, you're right. They shall not overflow you. Israel passing through the waters of Jordan, the rivers of Jordan. When you walk through the fire, three Hebrew children in the fire. So he like combines it there when you go through it. So sometimes God takes his uh, deliverances from, sometimes through. And it depends on God's will and God's purpose. We have to trust him regardless. All right, number five, uh, the time when the sealed book is open. Now, I'd like you to turn over to Revelation chapter 10. And uh, I I recommend that you do this yourself, but uh, we'll go through uh, Revelation chapter 10. I want to make uh, some statements, and I don't want you necessarily to believe it, but uh, check it out for yourself. All right. So back in Daniel chapter 12, we saw that John heard things, and he did not understand, and then... The Lord said, go your way, Daniel, sealed to the time of the end. All right. So the time when the sealed book of Daniel is open. All right. Now, in Revelation chapter 10, I believe that this little book here is referring to the book of Daniel. I'll tell you why in a moment. So let's uh, read a few verses. I've got to go over to uh, New King James here. I saw still another mighty angel, and the word angel in Revelation, you have to check the context, Uh, uh, is simply angelos, a messenger, another mighty angel coming down from heaven. And notice that this angel is different to any other angel. He's clothed with a cloud. May I say, the Shekinah glory cloud, and a rainbow one is, was on his head. The rainbow, the token and seal of the Noahic covenant. Not on any ordinary angel. His face was like the sun. On the Mount of Transfiguration, the face of Jesus was like the, the sun shining in his glory. And his feet like pillars of fire. 
So personally, I believe that this angel here or messenger is none other than the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, notice in verse 2, he had a little biblios, the word Greek there is a little book open in his hand. Not 66 books, a little book. And it's open. It's not sealed. In Revelation chapter 4 and 5, John weeps because he sees a book sealed with seven seals. And he wept much because no one in heaven or earth or under the earth was willing to take the book and break the seals and give understanding. So one of the elders said to John, Don't weep, the lion of the tribe of Judah had prevailed to open the book. When he turned to see the lion, he saw a lamb. So the lamb in his first coming, the lion in his second coming. But this one is not a seven seal book, it's a little book. And it's open in his hand. Now, notice what this mighty angel did. He does exactly what the angel did or the man clothed in linen did in Revelation, uh, Daniel chapter 12, pardon me. Got to keep these chapters mixed up. Not, not mixed up. And he set his right foot on the sea and his left foot on the land. So the, the sea is where the false prophet comes from. No, the beast comes from. And the land is where the false prophet comes from. Chapter 13, we've already alluded to that. And he cried out with a loud voice as when a lion roars. No ordinary angel, lion of the tribe of Judah. And when he cried out, seven thunders uttered their voices. Now when the seven thunders uttered their voices, I was about to write... But I heard a voice from heaven saying to me, Seal up the things which the seven thunders uttered and do not write them. This is the only thing that is sealed in the book of Revelation. So John heard the utterance of the seven thunders and what they said. He was about to write it, but the angel said, Don't do it. Well, my own personal belief is that when the time comes... For these things to be uttered again, they'll be given to the true church. And we'll hear it. But sealed. Now, notice verse 5. Because uh, in Daniel 12, the angel does this thing. The angel whom I saw standing on the sea and on the land. What do you do? Just like the man clothed in linen, raised up his hand to heaven. And swore by him who lives forever and ever, who created heaven and the things that are in it, the earth and the things that are in it, and the sea and the things that are in it, that there should be delay no longer. Old King James says, time no longer, no longer delay. Now that's exactly what happened back in Daniel 12. And what I'd recommend you do, because I've got too many notes here, is put down Daniel chapter 12 and Revelation chapter 10 
and correspond what this angel does. And the two witnesses that are in chapter 11 just corresponded. So you do that. That'll sort of be your homework. And convince yourself. So what I'm saying here is I believe that this mighty angel is the Lord Jesus Christ. And the little book that was open is the book of Daniel. And what was sealed to Daniel back there is now opened to John. And further proof why I say that is so. So this is your assignment. Correspond Daniel 12 and Revelation 10 and see the correspondences here. So what I'm saying here is that uh, the little open book that John sees here is the book of Daniel. What was sealed to John? Now, what was sealed to Daniel? Sorry, just correspond that. Now, a further proof of that is this. As soon as you get to chapter 13, what does John see? He sees a beast rise up out of the sea with seven heads and ten horns. That's exactly what is in the book of Daniel. Beasts with seven heads ten horns. Then he also sees that this little horn in Daniel makes war with the saints for time, times, and half a time. And John says the same. I say, John, where did you get that from? Well, just keep reading, Kevin, because it says, after, but in the days of the sounding of the seventh angel, when he is about to sound, the mystery of God should be finished as, uh, would be finished as he declared to his servants a prophet. Then the voice which I heard from heaven spoke to me again and said, go and take the little book which is open. It's not sealed, it's a little book. Little book like Daniel, open in the hand of the angel which stands on the sea and on the earth. And I went to the angel and said to, said to him, give me the little book. And he said to me, take and eat it, and it will make your stomach bitter, but will be as sweet as honey in your mouth. How many know that the things of God are sweet in your mouth, but when God works it out in your experience, it has a different taste? Or am I talking to the wrong people? Sweet in the meeting here but bitter in experience. Then I took the little book out of the angel's hand and ate it, and it was as sweet as honey in my mouth, but when I had eaten it, my stomach became bitter. And he said, you must prophesy again about many peoples, nations, tongues, and kings. And then in chapter 13, he sees this beast with seven heads and ten horns. He swallows the book of Daniel, and he sees that the This beast makes war with the saints time, times, and half a time. Where did you get that from, John? Kevin, I just swallowed the book of Daniel. (laughs) The little open book. And I finished writing what Daniel was not able to write. So to convince yourself, I don't care whether you believe me or not, I've done my work. You do your assignment and correspond those two chapters. See what happens. 
All right, so that's why it's on your notes very brief. Daniel 12, the little book is sealed to the time of the end. And in Revelation chapter 10, it's a little open book. I want you to go to Luke chapter 24. Luke chapter 24. And uh, let's go to verse 13. Luke chapter 24, verse 14. Verse uh, 13, sorry. Paraphrase a little bit. Now, behold, two of them were traveling that same day to the village uh, called Emmaus, which was seven miles from Jerusalem. And they talked together of all these things which had happened. So it was, while they conversed and reasoned, that Jesus himself drew near and went with them. Verse 16, but, everybody say but. But But their eyes were holden or restrained. So I've circled the word eyes and restrained so that they did not know him. Now, Jesus is walking with them, talking with them, and they just don't know him. They just don't recognize him. Somehow he disguised himself. So he said to them, what kind of conversation is this that you have been, uh, you've had uh, with one another as you walk and so sad? Then uh, one who's, uh, the one whose name was Cleopas answered and said to him, are you the only stranger in, Ju- are you the only stranger in Jerusalem and have not known the things which had happened uh, there in these days? And he said to them, what things? It has a little bit ironic because he knew what had happened to him in the last few days. He acts as if he doesn't know. You know, what things? So they said to him, the things concerning Jesus of Nazareth, who's a prophet, mighty indeed, and word before God and all the people, how the chief priests and our rulers delivered him to be condemned to death and crucified him. But we were hoping that he, it, was, that he, it was he who was going to redeem Israel indeed. Beside all this, today is the third day since these things happened. Yes, and certain women. All the women said, hallelujah. I mean, where were the big brave men? Women were last at the cross and first at the tomb. Where were the big brave men? All 12 of well, one had committed suicide. Dro- a dropout. Really, really a dropout. Uh, so certain, uh, yes, and certain women of our company who arrived at the tomb early astonished us. Uh, when they did not find his body, they came saying that they had also had a vision, seen a vision of angels who said he was alive. Certain of those who were with us went to the tomb and found just as the women had said. All the women said, hallelujah again. But him they did not see. Then he said to them, O foolish ones and slow of heart to believe, or in all that the prophets have spoken, ought not the Christ to have suffered these things and enter in his glory? And beginning at Moses and all the prophets, he expounded to them in all the scriptures the things concerning himself. That, uh, that word expounded there is where we get the Greek word hermeneuo. He expounded, interpreted, and explained to them in all the scriptures, the things concerning himself. How many would like to have had that on a CD? Apart from me? That would be a hot seller. I'd like to have heard his exposition as he began at Moses and all the prophets. He expounded to them, explained and interpreted in all the scriptures the things concerning himself. 
Now, I want you, why do I do all that? I want you to note the three uses of the word opened. Now, remember, to Daniel, the book was sealed to the time of the end. To John, it's a little open book that he had to, had to eat. And once he ate it, it was sweet in his mouth as honey, bitter in his experience in his belly. Now, note the use of the word open. All right, verse 28. Then, uh, then they drew near to the village where they were going and he indicated he would have gone farther. But they constrained him, saying, Abide with us for this toward evening and the day is far spent. And he went in to stay with them. Now it came to pass as he sat at the table with them and only Jesus could do this, that he took bread, blessed, broke it and gave it to them. Now if you, note, if you mark your Bible, I want you to note the use of this word open. Open. So time when the seal book of Daniel is opened. So open. Number one, the first use of the word open is verse 31. Then their eyes were opened and they knew him and he vanished from their sight. Connected with verse 16, but their eyes were restrained. But now their eyes were opened. Opened eyes. And he vanished from their sight. Number two, second use of the word open. And they said to one another, did not our heart burn within us while he talked with us by the way and while he opened to us the scriptures. How many recognize that the Bible is a closed book until he opens it and gives us understanding? It's a seal book. But John is seeing a little open book. He, their eyes were open. So number one, opened eyes. Number two, open scriptures. Then go way down to verse uh, 44. Third use of the word open. Verse 44, 45, and he said to them, these are the words which I spake to you while I was yet with you, that all things must be fulfilled, which were written in, number one, the law of Moses, and number two, and in the prophets, and in the Psalms, number three, concerning me. Verse 45 is the key. Then opened he their understanding, that they might understand the scriptures. So Daniel heard, but he understood not. And it was told him, sealed, to the time of the end. Not the end of time, time of the end. So, opening. So, everybody can say amen. Open eyes, open scriptures, and open understanding. And that's what happened to John in the book of Revelation. Take the little open book, eat it, and when he ate it, He began to prophesy the things that were in the book of Daniel. All right, now, let's go to number six, make our last one, and I'll have to encourage you to bring back your lesson sheet number two next week. I've spent too much time on this. But I think it was necessary. Amen. would say amen. amen. All right, now, let me ask you a question here. We want to go to the last part of the book of Daniel that we're looking at, the time times and half a time. So bear with me and turn back to Daniel again. All right, let's read that verse 7 now as we sort of, uh, so we looked at 
Number one, the time of the end. Number two, the time when Michael stands up. Number three, the time of trouble. Number four, the time of deliverance. Number five, time when the sealed book of Daniel is opened. And number six, the time, times and a half time. Let's read that verse again. Uh, Verse seven of Daniel 12. Then I heard the man clothed in linen. So there the mighty angel, here the man clothed in linen, who was above the waters of the river when he held up his right hand and his left hand to heaven. That's what happened in Revelation 10. Held up his right hand, the mighty angel. Swore by him that he lives forever and ever. That's what the mighty angel did. That it shall be for a time, times and half a time. And when the power of the holy people has been completely shattered, all these things shall be finished. Although I heard, I did not understand. Then I said, my Lord, what shall be the end of these things? And he said, go your way, Daniel, for the the words are closed up and sealed to the time of the end. So that concerning particularly time, times and half a time was sealed to the time of the end. Is that clear to everybody? I ask you a question. Is that clear to everybody? Sealed to the time of the end. All right, now, it's, it's interesting how we in our world use time, times, and half a time. How many work at a regular job? <laughs> how many are out of work? Okay. Uh, how many have, have you done time? No, 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 you, you're thinking bad. Okay, when I used to work at a regular job, you know, they said, well, if you work uh, time, Saturday, and time and a half, right? So we use this, so time, double time, or half a time. Now, in the Bible, a time is one year, and times is two years, and half a time is half a year. So how, how, how many years is that? Time, three and a half years. Now, just let's see where we go, seeing I'm on the most controversial part here. How many have been taught that uh, there's going to be a period of great tribulation and it's going to be for seven years? Hands up. How many have been taught it's three and a half years? All right, how many haven't been taught anything? Okay, I was taught that there was going to be seven years tribulation and uh, I had great anointings on it till I found I was wrong. <laughs> okay, then I had to relearn. And so this is what I want to finish with you. And as I said, I don't care whether you believe me or not. If you want seven, I, I, you know, some people get, when I, if I teach on this, it's dangerous. Uh, if I teach on this, and they say, well, there's seven years tribulation. I say, you can have 107 years tribulation for all I care. Three and a half will be enough for me. So this is what I found. I went through book of Revelation and I found in the book of Revelation there, there are 57 sevens in the book. The only seven never to be found in the book of Revelation is seven years. So I want to give you eight or seven clear references to three and a half years of great tribulation, time of trouble, time of deliverance, time when the seal book is open. I want to give you three and a half years, seven or eight times, never once to seven years. So people and other ministers, well, I, I believe there's going to be seven years tribulation. Good luck to you. 
have a hundred and seven. I don't care. Three and a half will be enough for me if I'm around. So I want you to go, and I'll put all the references there. Let's turn to Daniel chapter 7. And then I'm going to do our little famous timeline here on the thing. Where do I have that? Okay, so while you're turning to Daniel 7. Daniel 7. Okay, and then uh, when we wrap it all up here tonight, just want to put this uh, little famous line here. Okay, so I want you to put in here times, time, times, and half a time, which is three and a half years, never seven. And then I want you to, as we work through this, I want you to put down the references to this period of time. Okay, Daniel chapter 7 and verse uh, 25. And he, um, oh, let's go to verse, uh, cause, because all this is taken up in the book of Revelation, see? Verse 24, and, uh, and the ten horns out of this kingdom are ten kings that shall arise and another shall rise after them and he shall be diverse from the first and he shall subdue three, king, uh, three kings and he shall speak great words against the Most High and shall wear out the saints of the Most High. I hope I'm not doing that tonight. And think to change times and laws And they, the saints, will be given into his hand until a time, times, and the dividing of time. How long is that? Three and a half years. Now, remember, this is the first mention of this expression, time, times, and half a time. Now, we haven't got time to do on Daniel, but this uh, talks about the different beasts coming up out the sea, and the fourth beast that had ten horns and seven heads and all that type of thing. And uh, if there was such a period of seven years, that should have been the time to give it. All right, Daniel chapter 9, the most controversial part of the prophecy. And uh, I'd recommend you get uh, KJC's little book on it. The 70-week prophecy and the different views uh, that are mentioned. So go to verse 24. 70 weeks, 77s are determined upon your people and upon your holy city, Judah and Jerusalem. Six things to finish the transgression, make an end of sins. Remember that time and sin are synonymous. When an end is made of sin, an end will be made of time. To make an end of sins uh, and to make reconciliation for iniquity, bring in everlasting righteousness, seal up the vision and prophecy, to anoint the most holy. Know therefore and understand that from the going forth of the commandment to restore and build Jerusalem unto the Messiah, from unto, shall be seven weeks, three score and two weeks, the street shall be built again and the wall even in troublous times, book of Nehemiah. 
And after three score and two weeks shall Messiah be cut off, which he was at Calvary, but not for himself, for our sins. And the people of the prince that shall come shall destroy the city and the sanctuary, which took place in AD 70, when Prince Titus and the Roman armies destroyed the city and the sanctuary. And the end thereof shall be with a flood, and unto the end of the war desolations are determined. And he, the controversial verse, he shall confirm the covenant with many for one week, seven years. And in the midst of the week, he will cause the sacrifice and oblation to cease. And for the overspreading of abominations, he shall, he shall make it desolate even to, unto the consummation. And that determined shall be poured upon the desert. Okay, briefly, you can look up the different views. Uh, I did it in the seven-week prophecy, but this is very briefly my view, that the he is Christ, he makes the new covenant, and in the midst of the week, he ministered for three and a half years, which is found in the Gospels of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Then he was cut off and Calvary, causing the sacrifice and the relation to cease by his one-for-all sacrifice. So do you know what happens? If that's so, 69 and a half weeks are fulfilled by, at the cross. There's only half a week to find. Jesus is cut off at Calvary. That's the most controversial verse. So you can put a question mark over it. Okay, go to Daniel so, so far we have Daniel 7, time, times and half a time, and Daniel 9. If the Gabriel, who gives him the 70-week prophecy, takes him to the middle of the 70th week to the cross, three and a half years ministry for the and of Christ, and three and a half years yet to be found. Okay, Daniel chapter 12 and verse 7 to remind you. Swore by him who lives forever and ever shall be for time, times, and half a time. Three and a half years. All right, now let's go to the book of Revelation. And if what we've been saying is true, and it's not my fault if I'm right, but if what we're saying is true, Daniel has swallowed the little book of Daniel and he's continuing on. So Revelation chapter 11. And uh, we'll read verse uh, 2 and 3, or, or one, one we'll lead into it. And there was given, uh, then I was given a reed like a measuring rod, and the angels stood saying, Rise and measure the temple of God, the altar, those who worship uh, there. But leave out the court which is outside the temple, and do not measure it, for it has been given to the Gentiles, and they will tread the holy city underfoot 42 months. 42 months is how long? Three and a half years. Put it on your board there. Next reference, verse 3. I will give power to my two witnesses and they will prophesy 1260 days. 1260 days is what? Three and a half years, years, clothed in sackcloth. All right, let's go to chapter 12 and verse 6. Chapter 12 and verse 6. And we're told whoever this mysterious woman is, the woman fled into the wilderness where she has a place prepared of God that they should feed her there 
1260 days, which is how many years? Three and a half years. Never one to seven. All right, chapter, uh, verse 14. But the woman was given two wings of a great eagle that she might fly into the wilderness, into her place, where she was nourished for time, times, and half a time from the presence of the serpent. Daniel, I mean, one minute you say 42 months, next minute you say 12, 60 days, next minute you say time, times, and half a time. Kevin, all one in the same period of time. Where did you get that from? Book of Daniel, chapter 7, verse 25. All right, chapter 13, last reference. And this is verse uh, 5, uh, referring to the beast that came up out of the sea, and he was given a mouth, speaking great things and blasphemies, and he was given authority to continue for 42 months, which is... So whether you say 42 months, 1260 days, or time, times, and half a time, it's three and a half years at the end of this age. All right, so let's uh, bring it all together. Where are we? My little thing. So what have we done? Here we are. Um, Two days of the Lord. Dispensation of the Holy Spirit, and here we are, 2012, 2011, whatever. We are in the time of the end. Everybody said amen. Amen. We are in a time of trouble. We're in a time, we don't know when, when Michael will stand up There'll be a time of trouble, time of deliverance, and time, times, and half a time. This brings you to the second coming of the Lord and a thousand years when the devil is bound in the BP for a thousand years. That will be rest. And so that old serpent, the devil, that deceived Adam and Eve back there and cut their thousand years Short, he will be cast in the bottomless pit and live there unhappily ever after. Have you understood these things? Yes. How are you surviving? All right, I think we can sneak one or two questions quickly. Anybody with a question? Uh, yes? The seven years comes from, in my mind, because... I, I taught seven years for great, great, great number. It's all how you interpret Daniel's 70-week prophecy, Daniel chapter 9. That's the controversial. Who is the he there? That's where it came from. And because so, um, the three major schools is some, uh, like um, my amillennial friends, they say the seven years was finished at the death of Stephen. The prophecy's over and done with. And then the dispensational Schofield view, which I used to be, they had the seven years down this end of the age. So seven years to the death of Stephen, over and done with. Seven years 
tribulation at this end of the age, I'm in between two extremes. Three and a half years ministry for Christ, three and a half years ministry in the book of Daniel, Antichrist. It completes the week. So that's the controversy. So I deal with the three major schools in the 70-week prophecy I wrote. On sale at a disgusting price at Word. <laughs> They're having a big sale. Connor Publications, because everything's going to e-books. All right, anybody else? Good question. Everybody's smiling. Uh, yes, uh, speak up loud and clear. Um, God willing, I was going to deal with what about Jerusalem next week, but now I'm sort of a session behind. Come back next week uh, <laughs> and we'll look at that. Okay. All right. Anyone else? One more going, 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 gone. All right. I, uh, oh, he's just scratching the head. Okay. <laughs> All right, so I really hope, I know it's been a heavy session tonight and I took longer on that uh, than I intended to, but uh, make sure you bring your notes for next week and we'll try and do that and I'll start off with Jerusalem or somewhere, I think. What about, uh, let me throw the problem question into your mind. There are certain people running around America and Australia. I've just got back from America, my wife and I, and that's why we're tired. Um, that any church that doesn't pray for the peace of Jerusalem is under a curse. Do you believe that? Come back next week for this exciting episode. Okay, let's stand and have a word of prayer. That's why we call it What About Series. All right, but how many really have got something out of tonight? I know it's a bit heavier thinking, but... That's what this advanced track is for. If you're not you know, advanced, you're not supposed to be here. All right. Father, we just thank you for our time in your wonderful word. Uh, truly, Lord, the more we know, the less we know of your inexhaustible word. Heaven and earth will pass away, but your word will never pass away. Help us to meditate upon these things. Uh, search them diligently. Be like the Bereans and search the scriptures and see if these things are so, Lord. Uh, Lord, you just see what I've had to unlearn and relearn over the years. Uh, so help, help us, Lord. We ask this in Jesus' name and everybody said amen. God bless you. You are dismissed. Be sure to visit kevinconnor.org for more information about Kevin, his books and his ministry.